After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. Bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we are going to talk about TV commercials. We're going to talk about good ones and bad ones. And ones where people say weird shit like this. I need tweezers rubbing alcohol in a western omelet. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Vives. Hi, Andrew. I am looking forward to today's show. I am surprised we haven't done this in the past. It feels like an obvious tradition we should have started years ago. Of course, it's fall. It's fall. The leaves are starting to turn. There's a briskness in the air, yeah. you might say. Getting and pretty, so starting to get damp. Getting a little damp. So I thought, why not do an After These Messages fall special? Yeah. So, as you'd probably guess, all of today's commercials involve people falling over. Falling off of ladders, falling off of boats, falling off of roofs. Sounds great. Is it roofs or roofs? I think it's roofs. Roofs. There is a, um, this is a tangent, but it's commercial related. It's radio commercial related. There is a roofing company that advertises on the AM sports station I listen to. I hear it a lot during Mariners games. The commercial uh, refers to roofs as roofs. <laughs> and it strikes me, is that a regional dialect? Is it just a way of, is it, is it proper? We'll fix your roof. No, I think it's roof. Although I feel like the person that we, the people we know who say rough, roof, were like New Englanders, like mm, our yeah, friend, our that. friend from Concord, New Hampshire, who grew up there, always says "rough." Oh, really? But I don't know if if it's just a regionalism or if there are more than one region that uses that. I grew up with "roof." Anyway, people are falling off of roofs, roofs, and roofs. They don't call them roofies, and they're and the reason roofies are called roofies is because they were like a weren't they like a drug that roofers used? What? Is that true? Or did I just make that up? Do you mean because if they were scared of heights or it would take the <laughs> like edge a pain, off? Like a pain medication. Oh, no. I <laughs> Take the edge off if they were I, I don't scared know. of heights. You I just maybe, take it and you just like don't remember well, anything. I, I'm not trying to make light of it, but of I know of somebody who struggled with alcoholism and had a job where he had to be up on high things. And he said like well, he doesn't drink anymore. But in his drinking days and he was a young man, he would go to the bar before the days that he knew he had a job where he'd have to be on a roof. Sounds safe. Um, and he would drink to take the edge off. I mean, again, oh I'm not making light of it, but I it think it's a here, thing. OK, granted, this is from like not an unimpeachable source but it says uh the term roofies came from roofers working after hurricane andrew it was just like that ro- it's ro- that new hurricane andrew was like 94 or something yeah it was like yeah huh. 90s oh uh or 80s maybe anyway that's what i heard that's it that's the end of the story yeah sorry i didn't really have a power out on that <laughs> Wait, but oh i'd be excited because like we don't say roofies no nobody says roofies so clearly no. the correct pronunciation of roof is a, is roof. What a strange way to get there. Well, I just thought of it. Yeah. Anyway, 
<laughs> I mean, I want to look more into this rumor, <laughs> this, this I urban work legend. With these people who are working in dangerous situations who have to be half in the bag to do it. Yeah, no, I know it sounds weird, but honestly, I think it's. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it's. I think it was a, a part of history that's like actually kind of sad that a lot of people who were working on skyscrapers were taking the edge off. Anyway, um, hi everybody, welcome to the after these messages <laughs> fall special, our first annual fall special. Uh, we will be. Um, you know, I feel like as we watch and collect and talk about commercials, we see a million commercials where people are prat falling all the time. But it's a really hard thing to build a show around because there's no good SEO around falling down commercials, yeah. right? You get a lot of autumn commercials, which who who would even make that connection? Not me. Um, and you get a lot of uh, kind of like serious PSAs and, and bloopers of people. on. I did watch a lot of bloopers of people on, uh, what is it, uh, QVC, like falling <laughs> off of ladders that they're advertising as oh, being sturdy. It. Yeah, none of that today, though. Also, of course, we will continue with the uh, ongoing segment that we started a few weeks ago. We still don't have a name for it. We're going with Tape Delay. Be kind, rewind. We're going to dig into some of the archives. I like BT dubs. B BT A dubs dubs. A there's A dubs dubs. Or BT dubs. Yeah, okay, maybe we'll call it BT dubs. Uh, that's the segment where I play for you some of the commercials that I've found and digitized off of these VHS tapes that I found at a garage sale recently. Um, also, a couple of people suggested musical themes for that segment as Ooh, well. So good. I'll run a couple of those past you good as well. Out. Yes, and Adam McKay, filmmaker and. Uh, humorist? Yeah, I guess so. Humorist seems to me like an insult. I, I feel agree. like when somebody it is like, like sort you're a of funny. It for a florid newspaper. <laughs> and exactly. you, you know, you're pretty sure that your, you know, droll observations are the <laughs> height of of like witticism. Did you say specifically a Florida newspaper? Is I that did. where Todd Berry worked? I was thinking of Todd Berry. <laughs> was he a Sorry. Florida newspaper person? I think so. Yeah. Sorry, Todd Berry. I mean, hey, uh, he's, I had he's no idea. He's fine, by the no, way. No, Todd Berry is fine, but also an active listener of this show, I'm sure. So, anyway, uh, that's what's coming up on today's show. Let's start with some commercials with people falling down. <laughs> All right, this first commercial, Genevieve, might be might be my favorite of the bunch. Why, why hide my light under a bushel? Yes, let's, right. Let's open with a let's strong start, start. Let's start with something good for once in our goddamn lives. Um, this is a commercial for the TV service called Sling, right? Yeah, Sling is probably kind of like Roku, right? It's yeah. probably some like, you know, app like way to access streaming content. Exactly. And of course, these are the ones that had uh, Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman as they're, slingers. They're, they're dirty. They're dirty slinging. <laughs> yes. Now, this is not part of that campaign, but after I watched this one, why YouTube they served those, me up the next one. It's some of their it... best work as a Comedians, couple as and as, in, as individual humorists. Yeah. It's so good. And then YouTube's like, oh, you really like these guys. How about we put, we suggest you watch this 10 minute montage of uh, Megan Mullally's character in just a bunch of clips back to back from Parks and Recreation and um, 
what was her first real breakout oh, hit? Uh, uh, Will and Grace. Will and Grace, yeah. And it was just like her character being funny in that one, her character being funny in this one, just back and forth, back and forth. Just like YouTube really thinks it knows me now, and well, all I want is those two. I do love those. I do love them. Unfortunately, they're not in this commercial. This is not part of that campaign. This is, I, I don't know what campaign this is a part of, but it begins with uh, a, cr a somewhat crowded diner situation, and you have a server, a waitress, probably in her like 50s or 60s or something, uh, kind of classic casting there, uh, walking by with a tray of food, and then she slips and falls. And immediately, one of these customers leaps to action, not because she's a doctor herself, but because she's seen a lot of procedurals on Sling TV. It's great. Back with your chair. Yeah. It's okay, everyone. I got this. Are you a doctor? Negative. I just watch a ton of medical dramas on Sling TV. Good news. Her kidneys are beating. <laughs> I want to pause it here for a second. There's some more good stuff in this. The waitress is not passed out on the ground. She's no. just laying on the ground, and she's kind of like looking at this woman who's listening to her kidneys. The woman flicks a piece of pepperoni off of the waitress's <laughs> face. It's the live TV you love and on demand for just $35 a month. I need tweezers, rubbing alcohol, and a Western omelet. With Sling, you're confident you get the best of live TV. You're going to be fine. Maybe too confident. Get your first month now. <laughs> There's another good little physical comedy bit at the end, or humorous bit at the end, where she says, you're going to be fine, and she just takes a bite out of a waffle that she's... Uh, holding in her hand great acting right really good i've seen this in the wild you have I, oh yeah i i love a while back i would guess it's been a while i guess yeah. but you know this i think they did a a campaign or a series of these where people reacted to a situation based on their watching of some genre okay, of gotcha. television and i actually really like this as a trope you know there was that series that we loved from um uh lifetime movies where somebody reacts oh. inappropriately to a situation based on their overwatching of like trophy lifetime movies where everybody's you know a threat and every you know like everything's a melodrama yeah. instead of just like ordinary life interaction was that sling as well no no oh, that was okay. just a that was lifetime movie networks okay. i just like this as a trope like yeah. the I, the joke being you've watched so much of some kind of tv or some kind of mm -hmm. programming that you react inappropriately to some kind of real life situation. I think it's yeah. a good joke. Yeah. Um, all right. Here's another commercial. This is for Yellow Book. Now, it is my understanding that Yellow Book was in the 1960s in the South. If you no, wait, hold on, that's a different book. That's a different color <laughs> book. Um, Yellow Book. I think was you had the Yellow Pages right during the day and age of phone books. Yes. But as they as the world got more digitized and everybody just used their computers to find phone numbers, they changed to Yellow Book. Okay. Or this is maybe, maybe it's a totally different company, but basically it's like the Yellow Pages for your computer. So I think this is pretty dated. For your dated computer, anyway. you say. For your computer. I see this was posted to YouTube in 2009, so it's either 2009 or predates that. So this is called Clumsy Husband, all right? And you see a woman, and she's sitting on her couch in her living room. She's got a laptop open on her lap, and her husband comes in. And as you would guess, he is very clumsy. He's stumbling and bumbling around and falling over into things. But the good news is he has a new job. Hey, honey. A Yellow Book moment is about to happen. Honey, I got that job at the demolition company. What do they do? Dynamite, blasting caps, that sort of thing. <laughs> Will you be working in the office or? In the field. When you need something on a moment's notice, 
That's a yellow book moment. Get the information you need. And then you online. see that the wife is using yellow book to look for uh, life insurance as more things fall in the background. Now, I don't know if you slept on this, if you if you did this intentionally, but you slept on the lead here, which is the wife is our girlfriend, Molly. Oh, we did a whole show about this actress. that commercial yeah. where she plays a million versions she of herself. She plays a bunch of versions of herself looking for a new house or a new apartment or something. And she's like in a boardroom with like a bunch of different versions of her. Yeah, you know I got a little bit of that face blindness. You sure do. My God. Yeah, I'm but surprised now that you, you can say pick, that I Could you pick me out of a lineup? How big is the lineup? <laughs> anyway, I you know, in looking for these commercials, I felt like there were some that I really... There were a bunch that I didn't love, right? And, and it was, again, kind of hard to find commercials just by typing in fall commercials. Um, and I was trying to keep it light. But these first two, like, I think have the right tone. Yeah. I like the performances. And I just wanted a bunch of, like, kind of clumsiness. And uh, and I f- feel like he really delivers on that. I like that. Yeah, the perform- both performances are good. I mean, she mm-hmm. all she has to do is sit there and look kind of uh, concerned. concerned that her extremely clumsy husband is now going to be working in a very dangerous environment. Right. And of course she's but not But his pratfalls are good. His but also it's somewhat dark that she's not like oh, I should use yellow book to get my husband protective gear right. like or a she helmet. Didn't, she didn't look She's up just like, kind of like this dude's dead. Yeah. I better get paid. Yeah, well, at least she didn't go to a dating service. <laughs> That would really that, dark. That would have been really dark. Now we're going to get into some bro bullshit here. Uh, a lot of Bud Light and uh, Pepsi commercials were, were popping up when I was looking for these. And this one has a very... Um, it has a specific vibe to me that I'm going to put it in like kind of the early 2000s, maybe late 90s. And these uh, two bros are coming back to, I assume, their loft. And it's a big open loft living space. Beautiful right? space. And yeah. they have these two ladies on their arms. So like, you know, two, 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 I believe the term is, and I don't want to be sexist, hottie boom bodies. <laughs> is that what they're called? Um, you know, just like the type of women that would be very attractive to Bud Light advertisers and and consumers and consumers I guess, right? <laughs> um and so anyway so they're coming into the loft everybody's in high spirits the women are kind of giggling and the guys are like really excited that their date their double date is going well now in the middle of the loft do you know this commercial Vives? I don't, a lot of setup from so. me here in the middle of the loft uh is a couch and uh you know one of the women sits down on the couch and uh the one guy is kind of a bit of a ham and he says hey do you guys want some bud lights oh here they're downstairs let me take the stairs and then he sort of disappears behind he the does couch. the behind the stair couch he goes behind, behind the couch yeah stairwalk. And he's like oh i forgot a bottle opener which i think they're twist offs so maybe i have that part wrong anyway so he goes back bud down light the bottles fake are stairs. for sure twist yeah uh, anyway, he says he pretends to have forgotten something. So he goes back down the stairs and his buddy this whole time is kind of over it. Like, all right, he's yes, getting I've all the laughs a lot. Yeah, exactly. Every I don't, I don't, time, Dwayne. I don't. Every time. <laughs> oh, I see. I thought you meant Genevieve. You've seen the you've seen this sort of trope. But no, you're saying that that's the attitude of the other guy. I would like, think that would be my rea- my reaction if I'd seen my buddy like do this tired bit. Yeah. Uh, which was tired when Wayne's World did it <laughs> did 25 they? years ago. Well, one of them does say schwing. No. <laughs> um, and also, I get the impression that the other guy is kind of like, oh, this clown is sort of getting all the attention yeah. from these ladies, right? So here, take a listen. Oh, nice place. I'll get us some Bud Lights. I'll take the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> 
I forgot the glasses. Then goes back down the stairs. <laughs> the ladies are just so loving They're it. Really have. Watch this. Now his buddy is gonna do the same thing. So he gets up and then he walks behind the couch. I'll take the escalator. <laughs> and then you just see him fall and totally bite it. And all of a sudden, from a different perspective, you see there really was a set of stairs there. And he just falls, and we just see him at the bottom of the stairs. But that's not quite it yet. Smooth but light. Always worth it. I'll go down and get dinner. And now the other guy says, I'll go down and get dinner. And he pushes an imaginary button and he just starts to sink down into the floor behind a, just elevator a style. different couch, I believe, by the way. So he might really have an invisible. Is the point that he has an, he actually does have an invisible elevator behind this couch? I don't know. I mean, now all of our expectations are thrown for a loop. I know. It's a very weird place to put your couch. It's and a, also and to have stairs. a set of stairs that in the middle of your floor. That doesn't have any railing around it. of your floor. <laughs> just like they had to put the couch there because otherwise it's just a hole in the floor. Yeah, but I like it as a gag. It's kind of funny. Yeah. I guess I'm just so turned off by those kind of bros. Um, now, speaking of me not liking bros and me getting on a little bit of a fem... I mean, you don't have to be a feminist to say wah to this next commercial. This is for But pep- it helps. But it helps. <laughs> Should I get a t-shirt that says you don't have to be a feminist to be outraged, but it helps? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Might be misinterpreted on my fat belly, but um anyway, so this Pepsi Max commercial, I'm guessing this might have been from the early days of Pepsi Max. I don't know when Pepsi Max came out. Dumb question. Mm-hmm. Rem- remind me what Pepsi Max is. Is it a diet Pepsi? Pepsi Max is an old man named Pepsi Max. <laughs> and he sits at the end of the bar and he loves his Pepsi, which is how we got, <laughs> we got the nickname Pepsi Max. Well, asked and answered. <laughs> I'm looking it up. My guess is it is something that is, well, I'll tell you, I think the tagline in this commercial is something like diet, diet cola for men who don't like, or I think it's just strictly... Diet Cola for Men is the advertising <laughs> campaign. Men. I'm not even joking. That's what pisses me off about this commercial. It looks like it's a zero sugar Pepsi. Okay. Maybe prior to the days of zero when everything became zero. Yes. While Pepsi Max was released in 1993, it was first available on store shelves in the United States in 2007. So it must have been overseas for quite some time. But yeah, that I, I mean, I've, I've spoiled the ending here. But what blows me away about this commercial is that the tagline is just... Diet Cola for Men. So take a listen to this. This is a um, commercial featuring a whole bunch of men doing manly things and kind of hurting each other or getting hurt in it. We we start with a couple of few men who are working out in a in a not working out, but they're working in a workshop like a sawing wood, which men like to do in uh-huh. their garages, right? I can tell you're very comfortable in this environment. You're very conversant with the Sure, te- yeah. The no, they're, they're working out. I mean, they're not working out. They're working out <laughs> in their garage. They're out in their garage working. They're, and they're sawing gar- wood. Yeah. Um, and one of them sort of gets hurt. One of them is on the golf course talking on a cell phone and gets hit in the head twice with a golf club as somebody winds up and then swings. Um, but uh, Okay, another one is in the bowling alley. Somebody gets a bowling ball bonked on their All head. these are very possibly fatal injuries, by yes. the way. But in every instance, the guys are like, I'm all right. Yeah. It's fine. It's okay. There's another one. I'm, I need to set these all up in advance. I guess that's kind of the point, right? It's like the severity, it 
it needs to be a severe enough hit that their protestations of being I'm all right come are seem crazy. Exactly. We have another one where there's a guy with a couple of his friends in a limousine. And he's sticking his head out the limousine like moonroof or I guess sunroof you would call it even though it's at night. What's the difference? I believe and I could be wrong. But I believe I have an answer to that question, which Great. is this. I believe a moonroof does not open all the way. I don't think you can stick your head out of a moonroof. Oh, I think it's it just, just has like, like a, a tilt. It tilts. But I think a sunroof you can stick your head out of. This guy sticks his head out of the, the sunroof as they go under a bridge and like totally brains himself. We yeah. got a guy falling off a ladder. These are all potentially fatal incidents. Yes. Now, this one is huge. And this is the one that really makes me laugh. And I'll play this all for you guys in a second. But we see a guy and he's fixing an outdoor light at the very peak of his roof on his house uh and he's pretty high up there you know what is he there Vives 15, 15 20 feet. feet off the ground yeah um and his buddy is down below with where the power cable goes into the house and at one point he says okay you ready to go and the guy on the ladder says nope but the guy doesn't either hear him or care and he flips the switch anyway and he totally just like electrocutes him like a cartoon cat uh so anyway uh, these are some of the images you will be hearing here here. Basically, it's about symmetry. I'm good. Be honest here, I mean. Ah, fuck it. I'm good. My bad. I'm good. I'm the man! I'm good. Ready? No! <laughs> the, way he, the way he says no, no. makes me laugh so hard especially god i i hate that i'm laughing at this commercial but i love the way he says no good ready no <laughs> he's got he's, he's got, got the these big, exposed wires in his mouth in his mouth while when, he's when using, the guy throws the power while he's using his hands to fix something else like he is so not ready Men can take anything. I'm good. Except the taste of Diet Cola. Until now, Pepsi Max, the first Diet Cola for men. This is good. The first Diet Cola for men. I mean, I understand that as advertisers, you're going after demographics, yeah. and so you might tweak messages, but like you're just straight out saying, like, don't worry about it, broads. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, like, ladies, what? ladies, why don't you take a bathroom break? I we don't only get it. want to sell this to men. Yeah, no, I agree. I that that kind of like when they made a they did like Legos for girls that were like so excoriated oh that God, I think they yeah. took them off the market. It was the same thing, it was like. They were just pink you, and twice as expensive. It was something like that, right? Yeah. Which does that's definitely the um, the pink tax on a lot of things. But like, it's I like I don't want to be naive. Like, yes, certain products, Diet Coke is a great example, found their market niche in with women, right? And and same thing for lots of other kinds of products. It's not a crime to revamp your marketing. So that it's more appealing, even to change the name of change a brand so that it's more appealing to a different demographic. But it is just offensively stupid to say that a cola with aspartame and whatever other mm -hmm. shit is in there that makes it zero calories is, quote, for men. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, show that you can do that whole ad and have a different tagline and it doesn't irritate me. Mm -hmm. 
what would that be? How can we how can we reverse engineer? Like, because the whole commercial does sort of seem to be built around this idea that men are stupid idiots who are constantly bonking themselves on the head. You just honestly, you just have to take out the four men part. Like, mm-hmm. it's like it's it's a zero calorie cola. Like, it's okay. Like, so they say men can take anything except for diet bad tasting diet cola, right? So is that what this what the tag? I think is? it was something along those lines. Yeah. So it's like, first of all. It, it doesn't have to be gendered at all. You could just have women and men doing stupid things. Yeah, and but if you bonked, want, fine. Like, you you want to talk to you want to talk to suburban men, which is clearly mm-hmm, who this is named at. Mm-hmm. Talk to suburban men. Make it second person. You can take you can anything, take anything uh, except, except a bad for tasting bad diet tasting. cola. Yeah, exactly. Pepsi Max. Like I'm it's it's you. such an easy tweak. I am with you, and Genevieve, I am oh, excited no. to say that you have earned yourself you really a little bit of a one. promotion. <laughs> doctor, doctor, <laughs> what should I do? Tell me. Doctor, doctor, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? My doll is a Wow, I haven't heard that in a yeah, minute. Yeah, I know everybody's missed it. Yeah, we have some new listeners. But I don't. But I don't think that needs any explanation. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so here's another commercial. I got a okay confession time. I was having some trouble finding a lot of these commercials, and then I found like one, one YouTube video that was like eight minutes long that had like a whole bunch of commercials that were like very broy. And when they're very broy, it means a lot of people bonking their heads and falling down and so like that's sort of the tone the show has taken at this point or at least for these these few here in the middle but um this was a super bowl commercial from before you and i were doing this podcast i think this was if i'm right i think this is 2011 oh wow and this has uh justin timberlake in it okay and it's for um it's I believe it's for like kind of Pepsi stuff. Do you remember? It was on last week's show that we were talking about one of my retro commercials. That was a Pepsi stuff yeah, one as it was well. Yeah, it was an old the blue- Pepsi catalog. Yeah, it was an old blues guy who said he didn't have anything, and then his neighbor turned him on to getting a bunch of branded crap from Pepsi. Right, and I think this is a similar and thing. And it killed years the blues later. as a genre. It did, and that's why there are no blues today. Also. What's to be sad about? Um, so uh, in this commercial, we see Justin Timberlake, and he's hanging out with some people at, a, a, I don't know, a restaurant or a bar or something. And then all of a sudden, he starts getting flung around the room by mysterious forces. And as the commercial goes on, you see him being pulled by some, again, magnetic force, like along the ground, along the sidewalk. He's People are opening their car doors as he's sliding by, and he's just getting mutilated. He's running into their car doors. And every time he moves and gets dragged, you hear the sound of somebody slurping a straw somewhere. And as time goes on, we see him getting kind of dragged by this force through the city streets. We see more and more of the person. We see a woman's lips and she's drinking from a straw. And we see more and more of who's who's doing this drinking and, and pulling him along. It's funny. It's not really that funny. It's funny. No, it's childish and immature. <laughs> So he, gets so he pulled just pulled through the restaurant on a wire. Yeah, by the way, for 
It begins like the establishing shot is just a friend who's sticking two straws in his nose to make his friends laugh. And Justin Timberlake is like, no, that's childish and immature. And then all of a sudden he just gets it seems like kind pulled. of a pill yeah. in this commercial and in real life. <laughs> it really does. And all of a sudden he just, like a gust of wind, blows him out of the uh, restaurant through a wall and onto the street. He's shocked, and now he gets pulled away again. He's dragged through traffic, bangs into into a building. Now he's sucked up a building. Now this is a big deal. So he's being <laughs> sucked up a building, and we see somebody in, we assume, her apartment in front of a vanity with a whole bunch of pictures of Justin Timberlake all around her vanity. And it looks like it's a topless woman from behind with long blonde hair. But <laughs> as Justin Timberlake gets sucked up this building, this person turns around and looks out her window, and it turns out that it's Andy Samberg. And that's not Andy Samberg's topless body, by the way. Oh, from behind, yeah. yeah it's that's a real a, woman's body. Yeah, um, and then we see that it's Andy Samberg who's wearing a wig and doing some sort of obsessing as he combs his hair over JT. He's dragged through a soccer field. Some kid's soccer field and it's like disrupting their game. And we see more and more that this seems to be like some sort of sunbathing woman who's drinking from a straw. And by this point, you're putting it together that every time she takes a, a sip on that straw, he gets pulled closer and closer to wherever the hell she is. No, 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 no. He gets a nut shot on a mailbox again. Bunch of, bunch of nut shots. Tears open a Volvo door. Tears off a Volvo door. Justin? I, now, I assume those are the former members of NSYNC. I was going to ask what the name of his boy band is. I can never remember. But yeah, he almost gets hit by like some sort of Jeep Cherokee thing, and it looks like it's his old bandmates in there. Every sip gets you closer to Justin Timberlake MP3s. Hey. Okay, so now Justin Timberlake ends up in this young woman's backyard. She's been sucking on this straw. He's been getting ever closer, almost like um, I have vibes of not Parker Lewis can't oh, lose. Oh, Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Okay, yeah, why, can't, why am I the only man in the world who can always remember the name Parker yes. Lewis can't lose, but I can never remember Ferris you're like, Bueller? You're like, uh, what's, you're like, what? you can't think of, uh, you can't think of Matthew Broderick, but you can always call, uh, what was his name? Corbin. I bet I don't know. Now we're out of my league on Corbin's that too. Corbin's name too. So anyway, sort of Ferris Bueller-y vibes. We have like this, you know, hot Justin Timberlake uh, showing up in this young woman's backyard. Yard. She's in a bikini drinking this cola. Every sip she took got her closer to winning these tickets to uh, seeing Justin Timberlake. And then there's one more very visual gag here at the end where suddenly a, a flat screen TV comes out of nowhere and bonks JT in the head. And that is because this young woman's dad has been also drinking Pepsi and he wants the stuff. He's right. not interested in the JT tickets. Justin? Every sip gets you closer to Justin Timberlake MP3s. Hey. Hey to you. HDTVs. Millions of songs from Amazon MP3 and more. Sign up, PepsiStuff.com. So even after all the torture he went through, he's like, bikini babe. Yeah, I'm into it. I do like... Corin Nemec was who I was thinking of, by the way. <laughs> and I know that he's kind of problematic in, in some ways. Um, but... 
you know, in his in the height of Justin Timberlake being kind of self-aware and a bit of a parody of himself, like when he was on SNL sure. with Adam Sandberg or Andy Sandberg and all that stuff, like they have this moment where he's trying to flirt back with this bikini babe, but he's like awkward. Hey, to you, like JT being awkward in flirting is it was a pretty funny joke, I thought. But the yeah. rest of the commercial I can do without. No, I mean, he's he like, look, I I think I, you said he's sort of problematic. I think that's true, but not like canceled problematic. Just like, yeah. you know, maybe we maybe he wasn't quite as deserving of like the unmitigated just in every platform, every like he was just a multi multi hyphenate in every mm-hmm. in every direction. He was everywhere and he seemed to be so bulletproof. And it's like, well, he kind of like he kind of achieved a lot of that fame and that success on the backs of women who he kind of like, you know, was disrespectful to or, yep. or sort of, uh, you know, uh, exploited in some yeah, ways. Exactly. Um, okay. So this next one, Vives, I think we're going to turn the nose up here um, on the negativity train since the last three <laughs> were a little bit bro Now, not that your boy mayhem isn't a bit of a bro himself, but uh, I you'll know nev- that you'll you- never break my love for, for Dean Winters. You love him so much. And of course you can't do a commercial about people falling down. Oh yes. <laughs> without having a, pro- I'm sorry, an all-state mayhem commercial in here. In this one, he's really turned falling down into an art form. He really has. So in this one, and I, I've never seen this one before. He's, in fact, I wonder if you would even. I don't know how old this is, but I don't know if um, you would do this now because he's playing a cleaning lady, like as you would say, cleaning lady. Do we use that phrase, cleaning lady? Yeah, I think so. Hire a cleaning lady. Yeah, or a cleaner. Seem, yeah, it seems a little like a, a housekeeper. housekeeper. Yeah, cleaning lady just sounds a little kind of gendered. It's pretty and, gendered. Yeah. I mean, um, if the person is a lady, I guess they're a cleaning yeah, lady. Yeah, anyway, uh, in this one. I don't think it's inherently disrespectful. No. I it remember ju- this It one, just by hit the my way. ear. It just hit my ear in a kind of a funny way. Uh, not that I was upset about it, just sort of like wondered, oh, that's that's interesting. Um, anyway, so he is Dean Winters. He's dressed up like a reservoir dog. Um, <laughs> and as but, he with always With a little is. butterfly bandage but on his got, eye. Exactly. And he's got, I think, a cleaning apron on and I'm sure he's got a feather duster and he's going around uh, narrating as he's cleaning, quote-unquote, your house. I'm the world's worst cleaning lady. I'm here in your home having a pretty spectacular Tuesday. (laughs) He's just knocking things over, destroying things, being really careless. He's knocking over vases. He's vacuuming up drapes and they're being torn off the wall. And then he'll explain what's happening here as he's walking up the stairs. But I don't notice the loose rug at the top of your stairs. And that's about to become an issue for me. Now, this is an amazing shot because he's now he's just looking right into the camera and he says, and that's about to become an issue for me. And he just gets the slightest grin. He just grins right at you because yeah. he loves he mayhem. He loves mayhem. And, and then he just falls directly backwards, like playing a trust game yeah. or a trust exercise. But that little grin, he says when he says, that's about to become an issue for me. He's like so happy that he's about to fall. An issue for me. It's a good effect. If you've got the wrong home insurance Look coverage, hand. my medical bills could get expensive. So get all state. Good hands, good home. Yeah, they have him. There's some. There's some tricky, some camera trick where his arm is totally twisted around like the wrong way. He's moving it, but it's clearly. I broken. really am curious. I mean, a, a, a filmmaker could tell you how he did it, but I mean. It seems like an unbroken shot from when he does that fall backwards and just 
absolutely falls down the stairs. Yeah, so they must have cut somewhere. If they somehow for a, cut to, 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 a, a to a stunt performer or yeah. whatever, but like it's a really good, it's a good shot, and he just kills it. Yeah, and also though, it's a very interesting pitch. I I feel like. You're always selling car insurance, home insurance, in some sort of ways. Where it's like, oh, your car hit a berm, or right. there's a fire, or you need to replace your roof because I just did some mayhem to it, right? But this one is saying, hey, listen, if something happens to somebody in your house, especially somebody that you employ yes. as a housekeeper, you can get sued. Yes. Like that's a very it's a specific good reminder. Sell. I agree, and I think I think spelling out, and I mean, uh, the Hall of Claims, I think, tries to do this too, mm-hmm. like. They they really try to spell out for people like the scenarios that you don't think of and like why you need coverage. I mean, and it's funny too. Like we bought house, we bought home insurance because you have to in order to have a mortgage on your home. Um, but I did absolutely zero thinking about like what scenarios I might need. I mean, I guess that's not totally true. Like. If we were, you know, if, if something were to flood or if there's mm-hmm. be to na- a natural disaster or a tree fell on our roof or something like that. And I got the whole meth making operation down <laughs> right. here too. Yeah, so I don't know if that's covered, some... but I might want to keep that on the DL. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I think about it in those terms, but yeah, like there are all kinds of ways in which you have liability. And I think it's an interesting, it's it's a discussion that we, I don't think we've ever really had on the show about an approach to life insurance or to, or rather to home insurance sales. Uh-huh. Liability, liability, um, because so many commercials, home in, or uh, car and home insurance commercials, really just focus on the something that's to get name recognition. It's just a funny joke that is absolutely divorced from the purpose of the insurance, or kind of more just like uh, a warm and fuzzy. We're there for you, mm-hmm. you know. Now you mentioned the Hall of Claims. Let's let's visit the Hall of Claims. Let's here visit the Hall of Claims for a moment. This commercial is going to be a real. Now, I'm not telling you you should stop listening, but this is going to be a real letdown for the for the listening audience because, I mean, it's just like one fall in here that is so quick, but it's, it's just, it makes me laugh, and I wanted to show it to you, Genevieve. So, of course, the Hall of Claims, you have J.K. Simmons as some sort of, I guess, professor or professorial kind of guy. Or curator? Or maybe a curator. Uh, and you can see that they're in some huge room in the Hall of Claims, but they are in the Hall of Claims because you can see, like, the, the wood panel walls behind yeah. them. But in this huge room, they've created a rooftop almost cityscape like a giant rooftop with a bunch of crevices right and a like a bunch like a of angles coming together rooftop of a house with lots of different gables and whatnot exactly and he's sitting behind his desk which is on one tilted part of the roof and people the people i believe they are agents that he is training you know like insurance agents that he is training that he's asked them to join him on the roof so that he can give this lesson and you just sort of see these agents wearing you know their agent sweaters and, and khaki yeah, pants. State Farm is really committed to the idea, or sorry, rather, farmers are really committed to the idea that the way insurance agents dress is like khaki pants yep. and a and a and a V neck sweater. Yep, yep, all kinds of sweaters. Um, yep. Anyway, so there's about I'm gonna say I'm looking here. I'm like counting. There's like six of them. But near the beginning of the commercial, as as these these agents are just sort of like kind of creeping around the roof, looking. I don't know. They look a little bit confused, like they don't know why J.K. has asked them there. Uh, they're expecting him to say J.K. Go home. Um, and then. Uh, yeah, Genevieve, you can't see it, but Genevieve has a big smile on her face right now, and she is suppressing laughter like you wouldn't believe. I read I mean, an article recently about the way that couples stay together is by leaning in. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, that 
there are three ways you can respond when your partner does something uh does something does anything you can mm. lean in even if it's just a simple like yeah okay you like sort of acknowledge it in a positive way a yes and sort, uh, of, sort of a yes and you can you can ignore it you can kind of uh stay neutral you can lean out and I'm leaning out on that joke. But it sounds like that would that would potentially threaten the relationship. It threatens the relationship. I think it's worth it. Maybe you should lean in. Nope. JK, do what you want. Uh, anyway, so they're all just kind of crawling around the roof. And then just at the beginning, you don't even see who this guy is. But some agent just comes tumbling down like kind of one of the seams where two roofs come together. And it just makes me laugh, Genevieve. <laughs> So, why are we up here? Because Farmers offers a new roof discount. <laughs> there he goes. Yep. Anderson, Nobody reacts. No he just, he just kind of rolls he, down the roof and everyone else just keeps going. You can hear how many hits he's taking, too. And we never even see that guy's face, I think. So, why are we up here? Because Farmers offers a new roof discount. <laughs> oh yep. And it's an agent's job to help people find new ways to save. There's some cool stuff up here. There sure is. Look what I found. People are finding um, people are finding old frisbees that ended up on the roof. People oh, I know are that finding, actor. Uh, uh, oh yeah, I was gonna say this is the guy from The Good Place, right? He's from The Good Place. He's also married to uh, Captain Holt in oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Right? Yeah, I like him a lot. In fact, is he listed as a? Is his name Mark Evan Jackson? Mark Evan yeah. Jackson. He's credited as guy who finds the fiddler because. <laughs> As people are finding frisbees and cats on the roof, he finds a fiddler on the roof. New ways to save. There's some cool stuff up here. There sure is. Look what I found. It's a fiddler on the roof. What are the chances? We are insurance. They're all giving him the look that you gave me when I made the JK joke, so they're also leaning out. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... Two less funny ones here. I'm going to play this one for you, Genevieve. I feel like I should give a trigger warning to the audience because um, it's kind of grotesque, but I guess our audience won't see it. I got to let you know. I need a trigger warning. Unless I'm wrong, this is an actual, unless I've been fooled by the internet, this is an actual safety PSA about workplace safety. I believe it's from the Canadian government. It's from something called WSIB. Do we know what that is? Should I have looked it up before the show? Probably. Workplace Safety and Insurance Board. And I believe it's a Canadian it's like organization. Their OSHA. Yeah. So this is Canadian OSHA. And we see some uh, people who are working in, it looks like a clothing retailer of some sort. Yeah, kind of a high end, very. Um uh, very trendy looking clothing sh- clothing store. Very like kind of open format. Is that what they call that? Uh, sure. Open space kind of architecture. A lot of windows. Not crowded with tons of product or anything. Looks like there are uh, two young women who are running the store right now. And one of them is up high on an A-frame style ladder trying to hang up a um, sign that says and sale. using that ladder in a way that is uh, not recommended by the by the product like you know how every ladder has like a point where it says like do not stand above do not stand above this rung she's on the like top stair which is probably where she shouldn't be um i believe she's wearing pumps or something as well which doesn't look good her co-worker has her back turned to her um and then i I don't mean to spoil it but she's gonna fall yeah (laughs) <laughs> is what's going to happen in this commercial. She's going to fall off that ladder, but it's not funny. I was looking for funny commercials. And then we see her 
mangled on the ground <laughs> with like I believe we see kind of a, a broken arm or something, but also her face is bloodied oh as hell. Oh my god, Canada! While she gives like the 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 message of the commercial or of the PSA, These which Commonwealth is, countries will do anything for a PSA. Yeah, this is the this is the equivalent of showing the the cancerous lungs on the outside of a pack of cigarettes, Yikes. right? Like this is this is pretty rough. Okay, she goes so you, right through a glass case. Yeah, she doesn't just fall onto the floor. She falls uh, her entire side. It's an incredible fall, too, from yeah. a, like, a filmmaking standpoint. And just falls right onto a glass case on her side. Accident? She stands up. Accident? The company should have replaced that ladder years ago. I knew I shouldn't have reached over like that. And why isn't there a strict policy about two people doing a job like this? Says there really are no accidents. Prevent-it.ca. And she's talking to... I think it just means prevent it, not prevent yeah, IT. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're right. I, didn't, I knew what it meant. <laughs> but you're right. P-R-E-V-E-N-T-I-T.ca. It's funny if it was a PSA about prevent preventing IT. A, prevent internet technology. <laughs> Is that what IT stands Information for? Information technology. Information technology. Um, so this woman, she's all bloodied up. She's holding her arm, yeah, which is clearly is broken, and she's all bloody. She's got a head wound, yeah. and she's standing now, and she's talking to her poor coworker. And here's the thing that bothers me: <laughs> well, everything bothers me about it. But she's talking to her coworker very judgmentally, and her coworker's just looking at her like, "You chose so to get sorry. up there, bitch." <laughs> I mean, I understand like the woman is speaking sort of for. She's sort of like. You know, she's speaking for an idea and she represents an idea, but it just does come across as like, like her trying to like shift blame for her poor decision making. Yeah, definitely. Because like, no, I don't care who's holding the ladder or how, how new the ladders, by the way, the reason she fell isn't that the ladders knew she fell because she was standing up too high without anything to brace on. And then the, like whatever thing she's hanging, she's hanging like a banner sign. Yeah. She's hanging a sign from some like piece of like uh, like a cross beam and the cross beam breaks in her hand and she falls down oh i thought she just grabbed onto no the look flag. at it again oh i thought she just she, grabbed onto she the... pulls down like it's not a cross uh, beam like a wooden cross yeah. beam, but like a little piece of metal that is like across oh, the see. across the ceiling it's not meant to hold a person's weight oh yes it's a lighting fixture or a lighting yeah, fixture maybe yeah, yeah and it comes on down and uh yeah like again i understand she's speaking sort of uh, metaphorically here, but it does come across as her berating this poor coworker who really had, I don't know if this is the boss or what, you know what it needed to be was like a more obvious boss figure. Because yeah. this just seems this like another This woman does not clerk. look like a boss. This, the, In fact, the woman who and fell- maybe that's our own, like, our own bigotry and sexism at work. Like maybe this young woman is the boss. But I'm basing it more, um, less on age, because they're both women, but um, the woman who fell seems to be kind of dressed a little bit more nicely. She she's wearing seems pumps. like the boss. She seems like she's the boss. And she's talking You're to a woman- You're the boss, lady. <laughs> she's talking to a woman who's dressed more like a store clerk with like a one of those um kind of elastic uh kind of phone cord key rings around her arm you know what i mean it sounds like she's really yes. yelling down it, at it somebody seems, who i agree i think the a, costuming and, and even the casting here is a is bad because they should be reversed they should be reversed yeah exactly yeah. um and and i gotta say that the the 
physical acting of the woman. Maybe they tried to do it, and then the woman in the uh, with in the green shirt was like, uh, "I'm can't I can't do that stuff." Yeah, would they went through? Do you have any idea how many arms they broke they making this? So I mean, that's the they irony. Had, they had to call WSIB after <laughs> yeah, they made this commercial. That's the irony. Um, but I actually think the woman who's just doing the reacting, the woman who's like kind of looks shocked and a little bit disgusted, and also a little bit taken aback that she's being berated like this. Right. She actually does a pretty good job there. Actually, if that's what her, her direction yeah, was. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that is gross, though. That's the, gross. the bloody makeup is quite real. Quick aside here. I said a couple of times, I believe, at the beginning of the show that we were going to have people falling off of roofs and ladders. And I said boats at one point. I was looking for good commercials of people falling off of boats and piers. I have no commercials here where anybody falls into a body of water. And I searched specifically for, like, commercial falling into lake, commercial falling off of boat. <laughs> I found one really sexist fishing commercial that I didn't want to play, some low-budget shit. So if anybody has any good commercials to add to this, because, again, I feel like we see this happen all the time yeah. in commercials, but it's just hard to... Be, they're not described that way online. Yeah, it, you know? it's it's an SEO problem, I think. I mean, yeah. it's I I run into this for when producing the show all the time. Like, I know it exists. I know yeah. this idea exists. I've seen it in in forty years of watching television, but I can't narrow it down because I don't know what product I'm looking for, or I don't know. I mean, just. SEO wasn't designed for what we do here, which is so weird. Yeah, and also like I, there are tons of PSAs that I found. I, this is the only one I'm playing because yeah. when you type in commercial fall, you get two things mostly that comes up like immediately. You get this commercial and of course, if you're from my generation, you know the other commercial. It is the much parodied and um, made fun of uh I've mocked? fallen and I mocked would be a better way of putting that. I've fallen and I can't get up, yeah. of course, of the 80s. And this was for something called Life Alert. Life Alert, yeah. Actually, this one that I have here is called Life Call. They're all so, basically the but same. But it's basically the same thing. But I think this is the OG one with the famous line of, I've fallen and I can't get up. And now listen. You and I have talked about certain products that seem sort of funny in the way they're presented in cheap-ass commercials, but they are for medical-related things, and the, you can veer towards being insensitive about that, and I don't want to do that here. This is also a product of its time. So I have one specific thing that I'm going to point out about this, and it's not just the ridiculousness of seeing in in low-budget form a, a woman who has fallen in her bathroom and is using her life alert or life call to say I've fallen and I can't get up. Although that is one of those commercial lines for our generation that yeah. is iconic. Well, Where's uh, the beef? I've fallen and I can't get up. Yeah, and I think to, for us that's what's funny about it and why – And I mean funny is even a strong word. It's like why, it, why it's so um, – such a reference point and it's nothing to do with like – an elderly person needing assistance in an in an emergency like there's nothing funny about that it was just one of those earworms that if you were alive in the 80s you heard it a gajillion times and me and my sister would say that to each other all oh, the time every, and just, every brother and sister and said that to each other and just roll into peals of laughter yeah. right so this is a minute long commercial I'm not playing this just so we can laugh at old people falling down you can yeah, do that we'll on your. You can do that on your own time. On your private time. But I am going to play this because there's one thing that really struck me that I think is notable about this commercial right. that I'm seeing for the first time as an adult. I want you to guess what it is. Wait until the end of the commercial, okay? All right. Recently, when I became deathly ill, I was able to summon an ambulance, my next door neighbor, my family, and my doctor without picking up a telephone. 
I use this remote control to contact LifeCall, my 24-hour emergency medical response service. Watch. You just press this button and speak into the air and... I'm having chest pain. I'm calling paramedics and your family, Mr. Miller. I've fallen and I can't get up. We're sending help immediately, Mrs. Fletcher. See? Protect yourself with life call and you're never alone. To get complete free information by mail about this affordable medical emergency response system, call toll-free now. Life call can save your life, so call to get free details by mail right away. For free information okay, so anything strike you about that commercial that's kind of funny? Well, a couple of things. I don't know if these, if any of these uh, uh -huh. are the things that you noticed. One, I always thought it was funny that they, and I remember thinking this as a kid, that they picked Mrs. Fletcher as the name of the old, of the older person that they're helping because Jessica Fletcher was mm -hmm. like the most famous senior citizen yeah. in that era from Murder She Wrote. I did think of that when I and heard I always, it. Here, and I like, always assumed it was like a nod to that huh, or like a, in some way a relation or some in some way meant to evoke that. Um, I think it's very funny the way her, when she says she was able to alert her family, it shows two people just peering in <laughs> through her, like through her porch door in a worried, with a worried countenance. Oh, I actually need to go. Oh, you're, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, or, I, you know no, what I think neighbor, that is? I think it's an older neighbor it's who's knocking. like yeah. peering in through her. Because uh, he heard a commotion. Her daughter, I, the woman that she calls who I assume is her daughter looks like Lonnie Anderson. Yes, yes. <laughs> but those are all. She's of, on the phone. So anyway, those are my notes. So what I think is interesting is the call center and the operators therein. You see two different men responding to mm -hmm. these two different calls. And you also, when you see them at their phone, you see that there are other right. you know, phone bank operators in this room with but them. For, but for some reason, they're all dressed like paramedics. Thank you. <laughs> they're all wearing like they're the captain of the yeah. paramedic unit. They're yeah, all they all look wearing... like the captain of the fire, uh, the firehouse. <laughs> yes, they're all like everybody who's answering the call must be dressed in yeah. uniform with black pants, white shirts with ties, and and official uh, patches yeah, on like, the shoulder. It's like a uniform shirt. It's like a uniform. It's like you would be out in yeah. the field. Like this designates me as a medical emergency person. Yeah, like no, you're, you're not. You're sitting at a phone you're bank just where taking flip flops and, and cargo shorts. I just think that that is that is my favorite thing. That I feel like we all slept on that part of this commercial. <laughs> I don't know if that can be our show big today, but yeah, seeing, like, it's going to be pretty blurry. Are, but I'll use it. It's pretty good. So yeah, that's what struck me about that. We've been um, we've been sleeping on that for a while. So. Okay, this is the part of the show where I want to uh, play for you a couple of commercials that I stumbled on in my great VHS experiment. I'm still going through a tape from October of 1995, and today I pulled a couple of more commercials um, that I'm going to play for you here. I just posted them to YouTube immediately before we started recording, and I see that our friend who comments on these things a lot has already left a really interesting comment on All one right. of them that I'm looking forward to sharing with you. This first one, oh, by the way, so we, you think we should call it BT dubs, right? Yeah. Let me just let's. Should we just like lock yeah, that in? I like okay, it there it's it is. Because like, it's sort of like you know, it's a little bit of an afterthought. It's BT dubs. I just wish the BT stood. For, but no, you're right. That's that's a good argument. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome to our new segment, BT dubs. Now <laughs> we had two different people um, suggest music uh, for this segment. I'm going to go through them quickly. 
I think I like one better. I'm leaning towards just alternating between them. Okay. I do that on Spotless sometimes, too. Uh, one comes from our friend Anna, who a lot of people know and envy because she was one of the winners of our Kmart jingle contest. That's right. A uh, friend of the show. Uh, and uh, she suggested this song, Video, by Jeff Lynn as a possible intro to this. So let, let's just test this out. I'm going to go through two of these. But okay, everybody, it's your it's time for your favorite part of the show. BT dubs. Okay, so that would be how the intro of that segment would sound with that one. one. I really like that too. And this one I think was suggested by listener Daniel on the Facebook page. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna mock it up here again, everybody. Here we go. All right, everybody. Well, looks like it's time for your favorite segment of After These Messages, a little segment we call BT Dubs. And I love how it has that natural break right there. I those are that is They're an incredibly great, right? hard choice. I guess by a hair, I'm going to go living on video. I think by a hair, too. Um, but, but they're both amazing. I'm happy to but use I, them both. Keep using them both, yeah. Yeah, thank you both for uh, sending those in. Now, the first actual commercial I'm going to play for you, like I mentioned, I, I just digitized these moments before going on the air here. And this first one is for a Chevy Camaro. Just to remind you, this is the fall of 1995, late fall. So uh, my guess is this is probably a 1996 Chevy Camaro that's being advertised. But Genevieve, I need a little help from you on this one because I need you to explain to me what the fuck <laughs> is going on with this commercial. Right. So one thing that's interesting, you and I were talking earlier in this show about how marketers clearly sometimes market towards specific demographics. And you would think that a Camaro is a car that might be associated with a certain kind of bro culture or masculine culture, like a hot rod, right? Okay. Um, back in the 90s. And so in this commercial, they're clearly marketing this sports car towards women, which is cool. We see a woman driving down various, you know, kind of she's speeding along in her Camaro. um, And every time she shifts gears, the voiceover says like, this is for the person who is rude to you at the coffee shop. And this is for, and it's unclear like why each shift motion is for somebody. Well, so there's like she's she's working out her demons. Yeah, and she's, there is a tagline. She's dragging at the end. it out. Okay, good. So actually, even upon description, you're already on board with this, which is good. But then something happens at the at the end that I find just kind of puzzling. An interaction with a truck driver. I'll just say it now. As she as she's driving down, it looks like maybe a two lane road. She shifts it into the highest gear and passes this big semi tanker. By the way. And it's unclear if she's mad at the truck driver for some reason, if the truck driver is mad at her <laughs> as she passes him on the left. If you should they, do extensive retconning on this ad. If they both think that, like, the other one's cool. I think they <laughs> wave. I don't know if it's flirty. Okay. But then they say, and this one's for you. And I'm not sure who the you is. I'm sure the you is the driver. The U is the driver. The U isn't the truck driver because they say this is for you right when they show this fat truck driver. I'm like, why are you so mad at the truck driver? Let me see that. All right, take a listen. 
my ex. By the way, it's unclear what that is. She just pulls away from like an intersection, right? Like she, it's unclear what that is. She just, I think, is the light turns green or something. She starts driving, and that was for her ex. That's for my ex. That's for my overbearing boss. That's for the condescending bank teller. That's for that lousy waitress and crummy coffee. This is passing. And this? This is for you. The Chevy Camaro's 200 horsepower. Okay, so you understand my confusion because it's all first person. And then, Why wouldn't she say, this this is is for for me? me? If it's, yeah, it's a terribly written ad. I see your confusion it does seem like she's saying this she passes she passes the tanker truck they seem to have like a jocular interaction as she passes him he just looks confused like whoa woman wait no he and he kind of points to himself like is he flirting with her he's kind of like he's smiling and then we gotta go frame by frame here look he's kind of smiling and then watch he kind of points to himself like hey how about me and you or something like that it oh, all yeah, happens okay. very, I, very, very I quickly. Think, I think that 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 the you in this is the the tanker driver with the temerity to imply that she would ever. Really, that's what yeah. you think, huh? Yeah, because the for if it's for her as like you know, I think that would be a better a better structure to the commercial of like the first four were like all the people she's just like wants to get out of her system and like yeah. blow blow off some steam about, and then the final thing is like this is for me like. I'm I'm reclaiming my power, but I think instead it's like, it's like a fuck you to this fat truck driver that she's not <laughs> doesn't want to fuck. You know? Yeah, I guess so. I uh, it's funny. Like I think the whole commercial would be better if she says this is for me. I agree. Or if it's all in second person, and you can say this is for your overbearing boss. This is for the waitress this who served you bad guy. coffee. You know, and the, or but then at the end, just be like this is for you because they have a line at the end. You're absolutely right. It's like something like this is better than therapy. Do you remember that line? Let's take a listen again. Coffee. Also, I can't tell. What a this... relentlessly negative person she is. Like, I'm I know. sure that waitress had a hard day. What does she have? That thing you say where somebody who can't be happy? Anhedonia. I, anhedonia. I diagnose Almost on average everybody. one or two people a week with anhedonia. <laughs> a week? Um, that's a slow week for you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, I, and this might have to do with like these tapes as I input them. They have a very, and I think it's because of my stupid setup here. They have a very high pitch noise that I need to notch out. And that's why all these commercials sort of sound muddy. A little muddy and yeah, thick. Yeah, and I apologize for that. But um, it's unclear like what what adjective she uses to describe the coffee that the diner. Yeah, it was hard to hear. Play yeah. it again. Crummy? Crummy? Does she want to say... Cooley coffee? It sounded like Cooley coffee. That's for that lousy waitress and crummy coffee. Cookie coffee. And this? This is for you. The Chevy Camaro. And she puts her hand... Horsepower 3800 V6. Therapeutic, isn't it? I just want to get to that part. Therapeutic, therapeutic, isn't it? it? She puts her... it's It's a rag top, and when she passes the tanker driver, she puts her hand up out of frame and it could either be a wave or a bird I assume yeah was... you're right and she puts it right because is it a t-top car is maybe that it's she's a t-top or is it a rag top I yeah, tell, but sure, anyway yeah. it's open in the top and yeah. so she puts her hand up outside of the car but we don't get to see what her hand is actually doing. I, but it's, she it does seem to be waving it, it seems around. Like a wave. It would be funny if she was waving her finger around. Yeah, like, like this. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm glad that. 
it's really I think it's poorly constructed. That I'm not a feels totally like a either. commercial written by men for women. Here's a commercial written by men for men, and boy, men are stupid. Uh, <laughs> this is the same commercial break, I think, um, during this baseball game taped in 1995. Uh, you see the establishing shot of a Burger King, and then inside the Burger King, there are three businessmen, I guess, having a business lunch, right? They're all wearing like collared shirts with ties, but open at the top, right? So they're like mid level salespeople at some sort of rust belt company. Okay. I'm guess I don't know what the hell they do. But you know, whatever. They're just like yeah. men in work shit. So they're and, and just like, like they're button down shirts and ties. They're very beefy and pale. Is that one is one of those guys I think one of these guys might have been like a character actor that showed up in a sitcom or something. Oh, really? I once again almost instinctively went to the description on YouTube, but then I remembered I posted it to YouTube. Right. So it's uh, a, there's not going to be any information it's an Ouroboros. There that I don't already have. But here's the deal. So you're right. They're all kind of pasty and kind of beefy boys. And <laughs> one of them says he's almost got the he's got the sort of attitude of um why why would i do this why would i do this there's an there's a character actor that we just saw recently and you see him in everything and he always plays men of this sort of type like white male pattern baldness a little bit too chubby but probably a white shirt with a tie loose on top and he's just like um Oh, we've seen him in so many things. But anyway, this is pointless. If that didn't get you there, then I'll just move yeah, on. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to need a few more specifics. But next time I see him on TV, I'll be like, that's the guy. <laughs> okay. And then we'll do an emergency podcast, right? <laughs> okay, good. Um, but anyway, so one of these four gentlemen looks at the three men who are horfing burgers around him, and he realizes that they're all eating a different size burger. This is a way of obviously demonstrating the variety on the Burger King menu, right? And yeah. so he makes a comparison to the famous children's tale of the three bears. This is one of those commercials, though, where things are treated as jokes that don't seem to be jokes. Sure. Maybe they're humorists. <laughs> Let's take a listen. Oh, isn't that cute? What? You guys are like the three bears. You're double whopper, whopper, whopper junior, bing, bang, boom. I'm hungry, so what? Well, nothing just sort of struck me as funny. So what are you saying? I'm like the mama bear? <laughs> A whopper value meal. Okay, so then all the other guys start snickering, and the guy who said, what, what am I, the mama bear? Then he looks kind of confused for a second, like maybe he's having a realization. But why is <laughs> why is that funny? Other than like, I guess a man doesn't want to be a mama, but like. A man doesn't want to be a mama. <laughs> Should I get that on a T-shirt? Put that on a T-shirt, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just that. Like, it's, I mean, it was just, it was a time when any suggestion of demasculinizing or, you know, any threat to masculinity was inherently a joke but it just sort of feels like there's something else needed there like if the backstory of these guys is that the one who's kind of the the biggest is also the most nurturing and caring of the group and they're having this realization like if there's some visual way of showing that this guy you're is looking the... for too much from this burger King commercial. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're really asking a Put lot it of on it. my gravestone <laughs> <laughs> andrew walsh yeah <laughs> He consistently asked for too much from Burger King commercials. I think they then tag this, though, with another scare quote joke that I don't think is a joke. Okay. Nothing just sort of struck me as funny. So what are you saying? I'm like the mama bear? 
A Whopper value meal for any size appetite. Starting at $1.99 every day at Burger King. That's getting your burgers worth. Hey, uh, baby bear, you gonna finish those fries? Yes. Ooh, somebody needs a nap. <clears throat> So when he says someone needs a nap, there's like awkward he gives silence. That, it gets crickets. He gets that lean out vibe that yeah. you were giving me before with my J.K. joke. But they, then they all give just stare at. But then at the end, I think like in post, they just add snickering yeah. sounds because it's a weird way to end a commercial. But like, sounds like someone needs a nap. That is Goldilocks. She does take a nap. That's that's it. That's the joke, right? Doesn't Goldie Goldilocks? No, you're really overthinking this. He's just, it's doesn't just about, she, doesn't it's just she about, fall asleep in a bed and then the bears yeah, come home and find her? that's not relevant here. That's not relevant to this Someone, to this conversation. He's saying three bears. He's saying and he's then a baby. Someone needs the a baby nap. needs a nap. That's all it is. Oh, the baby babies need naps. Babies. I mean, they might have. I'm sure they did a take where he said somebody needs his diaper changed. Okay. They probably didn't want to say diapy in a Burger King commercial because, like, you're already thinking about how much you're going to shit after you <laughs> eat this food. Well, again. <laughs> Everybody I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. <laughs> All right, let's check in with the ad council, shall we? Yeah. Only a couple of things to go over here, and then we will get out of here. Are we uh, doing a long show today or a normal show today? It looks uh, a little over an hour. Um, Okay, so we got an email from someone who didn't sign their email, and it was unclear who this person is, so I'm just going to say anonymous, although I don't think they're trying to stay anonymous for any particular reason. I will say that their language was rough so maybe they don't want uh <laughs> maybe they don't want their family to hear yeah, them use this kind their, of language. their priest probably listens but the entirety of the email was just this person who didn't sign it saying did this mother effer just say dullers <laughs> <laughs> and it's d-u-l-l-a-r-s right uh-huh. and this is a commercial for something called Rooms to Go. Yep. And they say the word dollars in this quite a bit. And I don't is this like think... A, I mean, I've heard of Rooms to Go, but is this some sort of regional ad? I don't know. I mean, at first I was like, oh, that doesn't sound wrong to me. But then as they keep saying dollars, 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 <laughs> I'm I'm starting to think that... Anon- and maybe like Anonymous just sees this ad a million times. Yeah. And like at one point you said dollars is, is he saying dollars and i i gotta say by the end of the ad you do feel like a little bit like you're like the joker in the insane side like is he saying dollars ready it's happening right now at rooms to go pick from 100 beautiful rooms each under 1500 dollars picture it your home fully furnished in your style with living rooms under 1500 dollars dining rooms under 1500 dollars bedrooms under 1500 dollars so many stylish options Am I Each being $1, he's not he's saying like he's like a dudders. <laughs> he is saying like dudders. Okay. Is this real? It's not even dullers, right? He's it's saying like so weird. Here, let me make sure. Yeah, that what I... is this motherfucker saying? <laughs> let me let me go back to um our by the way, you can email us, of course. Um after dudders. these messages. I mean, I mean, show. I think dullers is honestly like a a, a step up. Uh, yeah, let me see. Did I did I misquote the person who sent this in? I'm gonna look here for the uh actual thing. Did this MF or <laughs> just say dullers? And the subject line is dullers to, <laughs> to downness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you hear it too, right? Let's- I can it 
barely <laughs> sounds like it sounds, anything to it me. It sounds more like dudders. You're right. It's so, so weird. Here, and they just say it. How, and, it's like, and they say it again and again. Here, let, let's, well, let's do, I'm going to back it, again. it up. Okay, here yeah. we go. <laughs> so I ask you, did this motherfucker say dollars? Right now at Rooms to Go. Pick from 100 beautiful rooms, each under $1,500. Picture your home, fully furnished in your style, with living rooms under $1,500. Dining rooms under $1,500. Bedrooms under $1,500. This is like Mr. Craggles. So many stylish options, each under $1,500. And it gets better. Finance for $30 or less per month, interest-free for 50 months. Furnish your home to perfection. Now at Rooms to Go. I mean, you never oh notice God, how that... many times somebody says dollars in an ad until you say dunners. Oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> anyway, thank you to whoever Thank you, that Anonymous. In. That really made my day. Hey, guess what we did at the top of the show? What? We mentioned Adam McKay. Oh, that's then right. Then that led me to a whole conversation about the difference between a comedian and a humorist, and I never said why I raised Adam McKay's name at the top of the show. You didn't, so why did you? I don't remember. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, let's see here. Chris on the Facebook page posted this and said, shout out to Adam McKay for this spot on takedown of Chevron. Now, it looks like Adam McKay, of course, he's the guy, one of the guys behind Funny or Die with Will Ferrell, um, but also has made all kinds of movies. The big short. And most famously and relevant to this would be Don't Look Up, right? He yeah. has become not just a filmmaker now and, and comedian and humorist, but um, also like he is one of the loudest voices, especially in pop culture that is just banging the drum of it's already too late like you guys we got to do something about um climate change so uh he has among other things among other things so he's got some new project called the um i can't even read this from where i am the hyperion hyper object industries hyper object industries hyper object industries sorry my eyes are so bad now um and this is apparently the first video that was posted on the YouTube page for that and he tweeted this out. I think it was just I think it was just earlier this week. And it's a fake Chevron ad and it has a bunch of it almost reminds me of we talk about better off Ted a lot on the show. Disproportionately you might say. Um underrated show. <laughs> and it's got a bunch of those um you know, snippets of stock footage of just like beautiful people and beautiful families and beautiful dogs and everybody just like enjoying the sunlight and swinging on swings. Running and through grassy meadows. Exactly. All that kind of imagery um, while this voiceover takes place. We at Chevron believe that nothing is more precious than life and that the most precious life of all is the dead kind that has been compressed for hundreds of millions of years under massive rocks until it magically becomes oil. Oil that we can refine and sell as gasoline. So a cool ass tank can crush a clay hut. Or an airplane can take a businessman 3,000 miles to have dinner with someone or whatever. All the while releasing greenhouse gases that are transforming the planet right this second into a hellish George Miller film. Because at the end of the day, we at Chevron straight up don't give a single fuck about you, your weird children, or your stupid ratty ass dog. And we have billions and billions of dollars to pay for this commercial time, this cheesy footage, and this bullshit music. All so that you will be lulled into a catatonic state that makes you forget one singular fact. Chevron is actively murdering you every day. See. 
The human brain can only deal with so many things at once, so these emotionally loaded scenes will always push aside other thoughts like, Chevron is murdering me. It's just how our brains work, you meat puppet who exists only to feed us profits. Chevron, it's hard to even comprehend how little of a fuck we give about you. And this commercial also applies equally to Axon, BP, Shell, our delinquent lapdog media, and any hack politician who's trading the future of life on this planet for filthy money and oil stocks. So what do you think he's trying to say there? Yeah, not subtle. No, it's not subtle. It's, it's frankly, not a time for subtlety. It's not a time for It's not particularly the time good, for subtlety, though, either, it's, right? It's you know, not like super, I mean, I appreciate where he's coming from, but you get the impression that it's kind of like. He's so angry. Yeah, he's angry, and he had, like, he, he probably kind of cranked this out somewhat yeah, quickly. Yeah, I don't mind. Like, it's a time to be angry. It's a time to stop being subtle. The time for subtlety was probably two degrees Celsius ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like. That alone isn't going to do anything, but like there needs to be, you know, everybody should be doing, everybody should be raising that flag in, in whatever way they raise the flag, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, it really to me has the vibe of somebody who is sitting at, sitting down watching TV and is screaming, fuck you, Chevron, yeah. as one of those real type of commercials comes on. And he's like, and he you know what? this out in an afternoon. I'm Adam McKay. It's, I can publicly say "fuck you, Chevron." Yeah. And na- I think there was probably some catharsis in naming the yes, names. Exactly. Too, it I was. Think. It was. It was probably 15 minutes of enraged writing, two thousand dollars worth of B-roll, and um, you know some stock music. But he's not wrong. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Anyway, thank you, whoever sent that. That was Chris, um, Chris. who posted it to the Facebook page. Or thank uh, you, posting Chris. it. Thank you yeah. very much. Uh, speaking of the Facebook page, Facebook group, you can find it. Look for After These Messages on Facebook and it's a little community. We still have people answering a couple of quick questions so we know they're not a bot. I think so, yeah. Okay, cool. So, I haven't seen any new members for a while, so if hey, you're hearing my that? voice and you're not a member and uh, you have no overweening moral objections please come join us yeah maybe maybe that speaks to fewer people being on facebook which i'm all in favor of that so if we can i love our facebook community yeah i love our facebook community but if we keep moving down the road and people are like hey i want to join the community but i don't want to be on facebook i'd be open to looking at other we could absolutely look at other options and and there there are probably ways to do that um if you can stand to be associated with uh, youtube which is merely owned by google uh, do check out the YouTube page, and that oh. you can do without joining anything. Just come check out our YouTube page. Genevieve, what? I told you that I posted that Camaro commercial just right before the show started, and we already had a comment from somebody who goes by behind the scenes. Oh yeah, I like their comments. Yeah, and it commented immediately. It says 1995 was the last year Camaro sales were over 100,000. They dropped by more than half in 1996. Now, I think this is the actual cusp. This commercial aired in late 95. So, they dropped by more than half in 1996 and they've never come close again. Um, and then uh, and then the person asked, "Do Chevy, Dodge, Ford even advertise their muscle cars anymore?" I've seen the, I've seen Charger and um, mm. and what's the other Dodge? Uh, the the, uh, the I'd be the wrong person to ask on that. The Charger and the other the other Dodge muscle car. I've seen commercials for those, um, but yeah, they don't Challenger. Maybe the Chal- Yeah, the Dodge yeah. Challenger. Um, but yeah, they're not heavily advertised. I mean, like what you get now are basically commercials for trucks. 
Mm -hmm. SUVs or hybrid SUVs and anything that's electric. Or if you're in this part of the world, trucks, trucks, and more trucks. <laughs> a lot of trucks. Tell them the bone sent you. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, check out the YouTube page. Look for after these messages. Again, speaking of SEO, might be a little bit hard to find us, but if you find our podcast logo, that's the right place. I'm trying to post uh, commercials a little bit more regularly. You can email us after these messages show at gmail.com. And finally, let's slow things down a minute here because what I have to say is very important. It's the phone number, 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. Please call, leave us voicemails. We'd love to hear your voice on any topic, and you can sing us a jingle. I think we're running out of music. We got to go.